This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, welcome back, Gary. Well, there's sure been a lot of discussion in the news about the Federal Reserve policy and interest rates. And then at the end of last week, Silicon Valley Bank, a large tech-oriented bank, failed. What's that all about? <laughs> That's right, Paul. The question is today where to start and uh, could the failure of a large tech-oriented bank and, and now a couple other failures as well add to the risks the economy is facing and maybe even change what the Federal Reserve might do? And I'd say Yes, it's quite possible. Well, let's start today with your take on what the Fed might do with interest rates at its meeting next week and then move on to the failed bank. Well, Paul, based on Fed Chair Jay Powell's recent comments that drove the stock market down and uh, some of the comments and speeches from other Fed policymakers over the past several weeks, it looked to me like the Fed was likely to raise their short-term target interest rate by 50 basis points or a half a percentage point from a, a range of four and a half to four and three quarters to a higher range of five to five and a quarter. And just three months ago, they were projecting that the Fed funds target interest rate wouldn't hit this range until near the end of 2023. Uh, but, you know, that was all before the failure of a couple hundred billion dollars Silicon Valley Bank. Um, and so the experts are already debating what effect the failures might have on Fed policy. Uh, essentially, you know, maybe the, the critical need might be to focus right now on stabilizing the financial system after the bank failures. And that might lead the Fed to holding off on another interest rate increase next week or going with a smaller one quarter of a percent or 25 basis point increase. So. Stay tuned. Gary, should we be worried about the failure of that large bank last week? Paul, tough questions. Well, for many years, I was a Fed economist who followed the banking industry. But, you know, in this case, I only know what I've seen in the in the news about the bank failures. So there are now three. And but one thing that they do have in common is that all of them had high risk portfolio decisions that they made and that backfired. Um, for example, Silicon Valley Bank, the first of the large banks that failed, was was taken over by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, um, and reopened on Monday morning. Um, you know, a second is a, a New York bank with a large crypto business. It also failed. And so, you know, they, that caused the Treasury, the Fed, the FDIC and state regulators to take rapid action to try and limit the spread of the problem. So, yeah, it's a concern. Well, Gary, what exactly is a bank run? Well, depositors obviously must uh, withdraw funds because they need to pay employees and fund operations or pay bills and, um, you know, be they a corporation or small business or an individual. Uh, so what is a bank run? Well, it's a typically it's a situation where depositors start withdrawing their deposits suddenly because they're very concerned about the bank's financial condition and they're worried about their ability to get their money back. Um, so in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, some reports say close to 90 percent of their deposits were uninsured, meaning they were from, you know, large Silicon Valley uh, tech firms from wealthy depositors um, who were holding uninsured deposits of, and they withdrew about 42 billion in uninsured deposit or in deposits in, a, in just a few days. And uh, as a result of that Silicon Valley bank, you know, suffered close to a $2 billion loss because they had to sell bonds in order to cover the deposit withdrawal. And, and although the bonds are safe, um, you know, treasury and mortgage-backed security bonds, for example, um, 
they were paying less than the current market interest rate. So selling the bonds essentially forced Silicon Valley Bank to take losses on their bond sales. And news of those losses then made it impossible for Silicon Valley Bank to get a new infusion of capital from investors to meet and maintain their bank's regulatory capital requirements. So, you know, essentially the bank bet the bank on the assumption that interest rates wouldn't go up, and they certainly have over the past year. Well, Gary, um, this is a, a big question. Who picks up the tab for bank failures like this one? Do small depositors, large balance depositors, stockholders, the bank regulators? Where does it end? Where does it end up? Well, that's <laughs> that's another good question, Paul. Where does it end? Well, unless a failing bank is purchased by another bank, uh, typically uninsured depositors will suffer some losses on their uninsured portion of their deposits. Um, FDIC typically would take a loss in that case as well. You know, stockholders obviously will lose their investment. Uh, in the Silicon Valley bank case over the weekend, steps were taken by the Fed, the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, uh, and the Treasury to avoid a wider bank crisis or a spreading bank crisis. The Federal Reserve announced on Sunday that it'll be creating a $25 billion emergency lending facility for banks to provide um, banks and thrifts with funds to help stabilize the banking system, and that the regulators also took to additional actions with respect to Silicon Valley Bank and, and uh, New York Signature Bank to protect against losses on both the FDIC-insured deposits, that's their deposits under $250,000 and under, and then in, in a very unusual move to um, do the same thing on large accounts with you know uninsured deposits, that these would be ones that are over $250,000. But these emergency regulatory actions are very important because they reduce the incentive for depositors to suddenly withdraw their deposits in a bank run. And that's a situation that you know certainly can drive a bank into a failure very quickly. Tough stuff, Gary. It's uh, serious business here. But let's uh, do one more question. Just what did the Fed say, Gary? Can, okay. can you tell us? Well, I should have some information on that statement here. So let, let, me, let me read that. So the, the Federal Reserve issued a joint pair of statements on Sunday with one clear message. Um, in this case, is about Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank's depositors, both insured and uninsured, will receive help in a manner that will fully protect all. Uh, depositors, the statement reads, will have access to all of their money starting on Monday March 13th. And no losses associated with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank will be borne by the taxpayer. Now, hopefully these important and quick actions will end the bank runs and minimize concerns about the safety and soundness of the banking system. Well, Gary, uh, thank you very much. And it's uh, great to have you back. Um, lots of news. And uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.